Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And welcome to White Wine Question Time. Joining me today are two of Britain's most loved reality TV winners. Women who have turned what could have been 15 minutes of fleeting fame into successful long-haul media careers. First up, she was the first female winner of Big Brother UK back in 2002, who's gone on to carve out a career as a DJ and is now hosting the Virgin Radio Drive Time slot. She's also launched her own podcast, It's brilliant. It's called Maybe Baby. And she hosts it with her fiancé, Bodge. The premise of the podcast is simple. He wants kids. She's not so sure. So they're talking to friends like Alison Hammond, Russell Kane, Vogue Williams and Spencer Matthews to help figure out whether or not children factor in their future. Welcome, Kate Lawler. Hi, thanks for having me. Joining Kate is Candice Brown, a former PE teacher turned winner of 2016's Great British Bake Off. She's arrived today <laughs> with a veritable bu buffet of pastries. Thanking you for that. She's also appeared on Dancing on Ice. She's released a cookbook called Comfort, still available, and is now the proud proprietor of the Green Man Pub in Eversholt in Bedfordshire, which she runs with her brother. Well done you. You don't rest on your laurels, oh, do you? no, no. That's why I've got bin bags under my eyes. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Girls, thanks for coming on. I love an unlikely friendship and yours is, is, is a modern friendship in as much as it started on social media, yeah. am I right? And then tipped over into real life when and how. Well, I think, do you know what? It's one of those things. I watched Kate on Big Brother and just absolutely loved her. And I think I speak for a lot of people when they say her series was probably the best, the funniest. Oh, a girl after my own heart. When It was spend... a hard watch because there was Jade Goody in there yeah, as well. Yeah. It was a vintage year. Was it it was, was a vintage year. We get that a lot, vintage year. And then a couple of weeks ago, well, August, we were at an event together and she was there with Bodge and the dogs. And I was just like, and it was just like, Yes, like spending time hey, with an internet hey, friend. Yeah, like proper yeah. And what was the, cuddles. Was, and... the, was the fangirling mutual cake? Because yeah. you're a big Bake Off fan, aren't you? Huge Bake Off fan, favourite show on telly. It is, isn't it? So I wouldn't have known that you watched Big Brother and like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Fangirled, as it were. But I did the same with Candy. So I, I, I watched Bake Off every year and I was like, oh, she's great. And I thought she got a really hard time 
which I thought was very unfair on social media because people are awful um, when it comes to a baking show where people are literally baking cakes and biscuits. Um, wh- what is there to be angry about? What, do you know what I mean? What were they They're not about? politicians. They're not changing the world. Yeah. Oh, people are just vile. Yeah, people it was are so mean. One, you got, you got a lot. You got a lot of love. I got you a won. lot. I did. You know what? I got a lot of love. But, just but I got trolls. God, I got a lot of. Shit, oh, I've got a lot Did of stick. Yeah, like that's on, a lot to take on board like, when you just day, love baking every your day. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I got, I got, I got death threats. Someone threatened to, yeah, I got threatened to be raped. I got threatened to be murdered. Um, they use me as an example of how bad trolling can get, which I find it is quite funny. But also, I am also human, and sometimes it would really, really get to me. Got a little bit much, but then my family took it on board. My family and friends took it on board to see. They played the game how long into the next episode it was before someone on Twitter would call me the C word. So my friends and that would all get involved and message me calling me that. Being, and I'd why love. were people being so... Because I wore lipstick yeah. or how I like, spoke. Because yeah, you, you wore lipstick. Yeah, I wore lipstick, mm. how I spoke, what I wore, because I was smug, because I had shit teeth, because... And that was that was hard. And I used to think, gosh, I, I, I don't smile. And probably the, one of the reasons I, I do pout is because I never liked my teeth. So that was that whole reason for that. And it was just, it was weird. It was more, the time when it got to me, was I think I'd do, I'd come out and I'd think, oh, that was a good episode. I, I did really well. And then I'd be absolutely hammered. And I'd say, to, I remember saying oh. to Liam one day, I think it was Tudor Week, and I'd got Star Baker and I was just like, on his chest, we used to have like all the families to watch together. And I used to say to him, but I thought I did really well. And he was like, just ignore it. And then other times yeah. I can brush it off. But other times I used to think, God, like what, like what have I done? And it's just, it's one, it's one of those things. Though the blokes never got it. The blokes never got accused of doing anything with the judges to win. But of course, yeah, twenty first century, you wear lipstick or a pair of heels, and instantly you can't do it off your own merit or hard work. It's and you did really reason. well. You you were you I bust only, my ass on that yeah, show. You, that's <laughs> why you won. Good. That's why you won. Yeah, you were a great baker, I, I, an interesting work. character. You came across. I, to, I you came across so well, and everybody. You know, when you put yourself out there on television, mm. on radio, you're not going to be in everyone's cup of tea. No. But that doesn't mean that trolling can, like... No, absolutely. Yeah, trolling just needs to stop. Do you know did you watch the Jesse Nelson documentary recently? Uh, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I no. didn't because I knew I'd get upset. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's next level. level. It, it tears your heart to pieces because mm-hmm. you think, my God, what is wrong with you people? And what was the most surprising thing for me that came out of that is a lot of you think, oh, who are these coward mm. keyboard, wa- keyboard warriors? That's what they are. Actually, a lot of them turned out to be the, de- you know, when you break down the demographic, they were like grown women with children. And known known people as well, which is just it's disgusting. Like, yeah, I feel like trolling, you? trolling comes f- a lot from women, which is a shame because mm. in this day and age, women should be supporting women. Yeah. Totally. Women should be encouraging, like we should be shouting Absolutely. about our sisters in a positive way. Straighten your friend's crown. Yeah. You don't knock it off. Well, I used to call. The, I used to call some of the people out. I'd, I'd never ever be nasty or mean back because it's not in my nature to do that. And that's probably the one thing that gets me. People would say, "Oh, she looks like a bitch," or "She looks like those bullies at school." And I'd be like, "And that'd be Awful. the thing." And I'd be thinking, "You've got no idea. That's as far away from what I actually am." Jessie Nelson, who's just finding out who she really is in life. God, I just wanted to go and, and hug her. And you know what? It was just. I think watching that actually, it was the bit where it should have been the best time of her life. Totally. And. She she has never watched any of it. She's never. She doesn't think about it because what what should have, and the other girls were living their best lives, having one X factor and everything. And she was wanting to die. She was living her worst yeah, life, mm, like yeah. that. And you just think, oh, like these people have got a I, lot. To I would love for. to see those people behind those comments sit in a room with her. Yeah. And and defend yeah. themselves mm-hmm. because yeah. do you know what they couldn't? No, they just couldn't. my favorite my favorite defense is when they go, it's just an opinion. No, 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 you're just being bloody horrible. That's not yeah. an opinion. Mm-hmm. And my my nan always used to say, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say mm. anything, because we're all we're all we can all go scroll through social media or see someone on telly and think. God, he's annoying, or she's this, or she's that. But you would never think to write it down on yeah. in a tweet, and then at the person send and it to them. them off. But arguably, you just that's why you two have gone on to win what is is arguably a modern day popularity contest with the shows that you've done. Obviously, baking was a massive deciding factor mm. in yours, Candies. But the fact yeah. is, an audience got behind you and supported mm. you because you're nice people. 
And I think that still wins the day. It's the overriding. I think that fundamentally human beings are nice. I just think it's really funny as well, like obviously Bake Off, because it's all done and dusted, and it really was, and it is, still down to the judges on Bake Off. Like people would say, oh, so-and-so's better, but actually you are as good as your last bake. And I think it's one of the shows that is, whereas obviously Kate had the public getting behind and the voting and things, whereas our thing, because it was pre-recorded, people then formed this opinion that they were hoping in some way was going to alter the effect of what already happens when <laughs> yeah. you just get people going oh my god I've got Candice in the sweepstakes mm. I used to think Haha, just wait matey boy <laughs> just well, that must have been you. really interesting wait, for yeah. you because oh, you know I hope Candice doesn't win yeah sure Oh, you wait, you wait, because you're going to be laughing. <laughs> Nod. But for me... Exactly. Was... You're having the last laugh. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you are now. Look at what you've done with your life I know. off the back of these shows, ladies. So you're, lucky. You're doing the jobs that you love. So, and, so lucky. And I, and I love to see that. Yeah. Especially all these years on Kate Lawler, you must be like the Obi-Wan Kenobi of reality TV stars. <laughs> I went on coach trip recently and I was the oldest person on the coach and I think it was Scotty Special from Love Island. He was like, Kate, you're like old school, old school reality, like you're, you're like the queen of reality. And I was like, I'm not the queen. Vicky Patterson, who was on the coach, is like the queen of reality TV. But he kept mentioning that I was old school and that I was like original reality TV. And I guess I kind of was part of that original reality mm. TV crew. Did make me feel old though, gee whiz. So, Kate... First question, I based it around Maybe Baby, your podcast. You're struggling to make a life-changing decision with regards to whether or not you want to become a parent. Mm. But I want to know from both of you, what previous decisions have you both made that went on to become life-changing? Oh, Good question. Thanks, Kate. Good question. I'm eating a cronut. You keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) You keep eating. Do you want to go first or should I? You go first. Go on. Well, I guess Big Brother... When I auditioned for Big Brother... And second series, right? Third. Third. The second series had been on with Brian Dowling. He uh-huh. won. Craig won the first. Yeah. I thought, do I... When they offered me a spot in the house, I genuinely was like, do I do this? And I spoke to my parents and they were like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. And it was a real kind of battle because I was thinking my life could change forever. But if I don't do it and I watch this series and it's great, I'll, be, I'll forever be thinking what would have happened... So I th- guess and what that was were you doing biggest... with your life at that time? I was working in an investment bank doing IT support. I was so bored, really bored. I'd moved to Japan six months before. 9-11 happened, moved home because I went with my ex-boyfriend who was moved out there and then his company lost so many people in the 9-11 Twin Towers tragedy. So he, he was moved back to London and we were meant to be starting a life in Tokyo and that just didn't happen. And I thought, right, what am I going to do now? So I applied for Big Brother because I went back to the investment bank. I was going to go and be, I was going to go and teach kids English in Tokyo. And then I came back to London and I was like, what do I do now? And my sister was really into Big Brother and she said, you should do Big Brother. She was the one that was into it. So I watched the two series on DVD that had been on previously. I was like, yeah, this looks great fun. Live in a house, DOS for nine weeks, potentially win 70 grand. I can buy a flat. Get a tan. I can, yeah. There's a hot tub. Yeah. Meet loads of cool people, Sounds potentially amazing. find a boyfriend. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was, and that, so that was a bit, I mean, that changed my, that changed my path, I guess, and changed what I did as a career because I was on my way to, I wanted to go down on the floor and start trading. Did you? And that's what I was going to do, yeah. Have you ever done the, you know, the big charity day that you do every year to commemorate 9 11? Yeah. And where you go onto the trading floors. I went in this year and and did some big deals. I loved it. <laughs> but I was alarmed by how few women there were. Oh, really? Really, yeah. And, 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 and I met one female trader and there were four other women that I saw that day and they were all in assisting positions. Wow. Oh. I think there was, wasn't, did you watch the Kathy Burke series mm-hmm. <clears throat> recently? And there was a woman who was freezing her eggs and she said she worked on the floor. I think she mentioned about the split between men and women, which really surprised me because back in the day it was more or less the same and I thought that would have... That no. would have, it would have been more has equal not now. Prevailed, has not wow. prevailed. So it's really, crazy, that big move back after post nine eleven, that was that was kind of the beginning of a game change for you. And then deciding, sod it, I'm going to do some reality TV and see what mm. happens. Was there any plan at the end of it? Did you think if I do that, it will take me to? The plan was to go back to my old job. I came out and said to my dad, my old boss Jeff, he's keeping my job open, and my dad said, so you don't understand what's happened for the last nine weeks. We do. Like, you genuinely cannot go back to work. Because you have absolutely no, no idea. idea, do you? He, yeah, no, you don't. He was like, you, you can't go back to your normal job. I don't think it's going to be possible. So I went and met Brian Dowling's agent. And they were like, we could probably get you some work in TV or radio if that's what you want to do. I was like, why not? And I guess the next life-changing decision I made was choosing to, choosing to take a job in Birmingham at Kerrang Radio. Kerrang Radio, Rock Station. 
I went up there. Yeah, at I that would time. never have thought of you for a Kerrang. At the time, after hearing that voice, I'm like, yes. <laughs> she did the actions as well. I mean, I do. I, do, I was an indie kid when I was in my teens, but at the time I took Kerrang, I was DJing techno in nightclubs around the world. <laughs> I was such. I was. I was a, like an electronic music DJ, and then I took a job on a rock and metal radio station. But that was. I was torn. I was like, Do I take it down? I said, Do I move to Birmingham and get away from this hedonistic life lifestyle where I, I was in? A, I was a complete mess before Kerrang. I was going around the world DJing, doing all the partying, doing all the alcohol, doing all the fun stuff that comes with that. Um, I was a mess. I was an absolute mess. So you needed to kind of get a grip. I thought if I take this job and move to Birmingham, I could sort my life out. But a lot of my friends were like, but you don't want to go and live in Birmingham. I was like, this is a job. You don't understand. Like, I could sort myself out. At one point, I said no. Did you no. feel like you needed to save yourself yes. from yourself a bit? Yes. Yeah. I think back now, if I'd have said no to doing that job, what I'd be doing with myself. What do you I don't think? Know if I'd, I would, I'd been in a very dark place, I think. I thought to myself, right, at that point, I was 27, and I said to myself... Do I want to be DJing in nightclubs to lots of people completely off their kajagoogoo when I'm 40? Or do I want to be settled, living in a house, maybe get married or whatever? And I thought to myself, I just don't want to be living that lifestyle when I'm older. It's got mm. quite a time limit on that sort of lifestyle, hasn't mm. it? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I know loads of DJs, male and female, who are still travelling around the world. Um, my father, still my DJing. son is a techno DJ. Of course. I met um, him. Yeah. I met him at a oh, festival recently. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, nice. um, yeah, he was DJing at um, Eddie Temple Morris' uh, festival. Oh, Mistress yeah. Mary. And I was like, oh, hi. Nice to meet you. Fan. <laughs> bit starstruck. Um, but you do, you, you, and you can do it if you are... Like, but he would be the first to say, God, I'm on at 3am. Yeah. Let's have a sleep first. Yeah. <laughs> a little disco now. Yeah. yeah, a little disco now. Yeah. I remember when, when I was dating him, we went to... I can't remember where it was now. I mean, it was, we were we, we travelled a lot. It was wonderful, you know. I I was we were child free. Life was good. Um, not that life isn't good with children. Um, and we would fly off to all these different places. And we got picked up by a promoter. I think I think we were in somewhere like Puerto Rico. I don't know. And this guy comes over and he goes, um, "Can I get you anything for the gig?" And I went, "I'd love a beanbag." Just so I can sit under the... Like, what I meant was, because I'm jet-lagged, with the greatest of respect, I've heard his sets a lot. (laughs) There's no lyrics, I can't sing along. And I just want to go under the sound desk and just, I'll have a little nap while he's playing, and then all is good. And he obviously thought it was code for some sort of new drug. (laughs) So he's going, oh my God, I I have no idea where we're going to get beanbags. And I'm like, I'll go, sir, Amazon online. Oh my goodness. How funny is that? I thought I was just like, you know, I yeah. found some new drug. Of course they did. Probably I mean, you're... To yeah. ignite the dance floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just wanted a kick. Did you get the beanbag? No. No, definitely. Got a big, big cushion. I still had a nap. Oh, okay. Yeah. How? I managed to sleep. Oh, it's, 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 yeah. I th- and actually, what Krang did for you, though, then, Kate, was gave you the skills and the training to carve out a career that you've got now, where yeah. you're, you know, second to Chris Evans, the biggest name on Virgin Radio. Mm. And, you know, that's that in itself... Says, says a lot about how hard you've worked. Yeah, I'm so glad I made that choice because obviously DJing is fun. Every Saturday and Sunday night, sometimes a Friday night as well, DJing in nightclubs, being ploughed with alcohol and listening and playing your favourite music in the world at that time it was. I had the time of my life, but it was time to stop and like start paying off my credit cards. I was in so much debt as well. Were you? Because mm. I wasn't, I didn't know how to save for tax or VAT. <laughs> I was so like, what? hang on a minute. So when I... So I've been paid, but I've got to save some money. Now, I'll sort that. I'll worry about that later. And then you get a few, huge tax bill in and you're like, oh, shit, I really should have saved that instead of spending it all in Ibiza. That was a shame. Um, but I don't regret it because my 20s were fun. And I am I know that there's no FOMO now that I'm, you know, I like to go out on a Saturday evening just to the pub, have some food and go home and snuggle my dogs. So I guess that big brother and choosing the radio You didn't mention Bodge kid. there. Just, just. Oh, he knows he comes second to Baxter and Shirley. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad, isn't it? But yeah, so that's mine, Candy. Oh, uh, probably along the same lines. Um, I suppose um, going on Bake Off was probably a big decision, or applying for Bake Off, actually. Yeah, whose who's idea was it? Yours? Mine, which was very out of character because... I actually applied three times. It really was three times lucky. Really? So, yeah. So, 
what you'd applied for the first, second, yeah. Which ones? So just so the the years previous, so it would have been so sixteen was when I got on. I applied fifteen and fourteen, and yeah, it was a it was a a weird one for me to apply myself because I loved the show and I loved baking. It was never a case of oh I could do that. I never sat and watched it and thought yeah I could do that. I could do that. It was oh I'd love to be part of that, and I just thought I'd really really love to be part of the whole the whole program and the whole all the baking and all that side of things but um confidence wise and sort of I suppose mental health and things like that were at quite a quite a low when I actually applied that third time so I think there was a little bit of a worry from friends and family like one are you okay you've put yourself out there to do this two can you cope and three, like, this is amazing. You are a good baker. And I never thought to myself, oh, I am good. I just, I loved it so much. It's probably one of the only things I felt quite natural doing. And, um, yeah, to apply and then to get on um, was just, I mean, completely life-changing. I went from being a, a secondary school teacher, f- struggling. I mean, we were talking before we we came on about how good teachers are leaving the profession because they're just not being looked after and I was I was really battling with that in my head a little bit and baking was kind of my outlet baking was kind of my outlet for everything um, so you'd have a tough day at school where the system yeah. was very much at yeah. times working against you and go home and, and get just, yourself raising flour out yeah, and just, and just work it bake out. more than what I knew what to do with I would come home and bake and my mate would text her so what are you doing I'd say I'm baking she'd be like right I'll be over because she knew maybe like I don't know something was a bit amiss or so see that when when I get really stressed I clean was mm. baking your de-stressor yeah it was it's yeah. my outlet it still is it still is my it's my happy place it's my sad place it's my stress place it's it was interesting actually when um one of the chefs started he said when I worked, watched you first bake I thought you were in a bad mood with everybody. He said, because you go from just blah, 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 blah. They call me the bumblebee because I bumble about. I'm in the way. Because when you bake, it's just, I don't know, you're in your own little bubble and it's head down and you almost like hunch over and that is your place and that is you doing that. And mm. it is, it still is. And people will say, well, what's, what's your go-to thing to relax? It's baking. What's your go-to thing to make you happy? <laughs> baking. Um, but I suppose having a second one from that was was actually leaving teaching and that security of uh, not really a nine to five because I suppose teaching can sometimes be a 24 hour a day job as I kind of well know you sleep, eat, live and breathe it. Um, but actually leaving that to become self-employed and my head teacher who was just incredible, Ashlyn's school just needs to give them a massive like thank you because they were just so supportive and he actually said to me, I was still teaching during Bake Off, after Bake Off, after it was announced that I won. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, well, he said, go and do that. And to take that kind of step. And I literally did just leave. There was no kind of, he was like, we're not going to make a big thing out of it. You just literally just have Fridays your last day and just go and do this. And, and when he says do it. this, he meant go and go see and what's there. See what's there. and Follow your, um, follow your dream. Right for the Sunday times and go and do appearances and bake or cook on, on live and do these different things um, and enjoy it. And I remember sort of saying I had to fill in a form and it was like employment status. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm unemployed. <laughs> and Liam was like, no, you're self-employed. There's a difference. Yeah. And, and it was massive because... And also, I didn't know what was going to happen. You come out of it, I think, thinking, oh, I've just been on a show that's amazing. And I really did go into it thinking... I just really want to be part of this show, never knowing what was going to come out of it. And I think as a year, we were so lucky. We were we were a 12 and our love was bacon. We had no ulterior motive. We had no preconceptions about what was going to happen afterwards. We had no expectations and we still don't. And I'm still exactly the same. And people say, well, what do you expect? And I say nothing because I never had it before. Mm. I just loved every second of it. But you still write for Sunday Times, don't you? Yes, because I'm really posh, so... <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm not <laughs> laughing because you're not posh, I'm just laughing. It is, but you know, but no, you know it is, I always but say how that. brilliant is that? Right, it's you amazing. You get to write for one of the classiest publications in the world about something you I love. I am pretty classy, sitting on my dungarees and my walking boots. Absolutely. So. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Because you're training up to do a big charity trek in the Himalayas, we need to... Uh, flag that because you're going away with Nadia Sawala uh, Cranky Bridge Cranky Bridge Olivia Buckland and, and Giovanna, Giovanna Fletcher, Fletcher. And we, and we've had the girls on the show talking about yeah. that trick so wishing you lots and lots of luck 
and love and, that. Love and that would and again you know what you wouldn't be doing that with those no. women had you not made those big decisions no and you know what every day I just it sounds cliche but I am I, I know people say oh you, your life and I just I'm so lucky but I think one of the things on Bake Off I wasn't the best baker in the tent I always say that I worked so hard and I put everything into it and when I say everything I put our savings for a house into it what? because I had to work hard I because you put your I, savings for the house into Bake Off practicing so practicing buying ingredients buying antiques from France to put my bakes on um, to you bought wearing antiques clothes. from France I know she went all out you, I went all you, out you might have you might have, you might have like really <laughs> gone a little bit too far with that yeah <laughs> but I had off, to but she was I living won. on the street when she yeah, found out exactly. yeah exactly yeah I was eating like mouldy bread um, <laughs> can I just say you were on, the best baker in the tent because you won oh, just I just, but it was just hard work like I worked really hard but yeah I mean what else are you going to put fondant fancies on a child's <laughs> hundred year old miniature French piano of course you are <laughs> Like, it was a little story. But I love that dedication to, to but the that, detail. But that's what it was. It was I got one chance, and Liam said, "Then you got one go at this." do it go all out and the whole thing with the lipstick I was absolutely shitting myself so the lipstick was almost like right whack a bit of lipstick on you're fine it's oh my mask. god the cake that looked like a lipstick don't do you yeah. remember but it actually and didn't it looked like a tallywhacker no yeah oh, the lipstick oh it looked, god I went back <laughs> it looked like a dog it did. stick no it didn't yes I went did. back and how did, did I miss this I went back and I did the new year great. version oh and it, it wasn't was on your run that you won on no you no. did a massive back on. lipstick I went back. it was supposed to be like fun and like hearty <laughs> than a new year version right showstopper has got to be a new year's resolution cake I thought do you know what it's fun I'm just I can't wait to get back in there I'm going to make a cake that looks like a giant pair of lips and a lipstick because my New Year's resolution is to wear more lipstick. Thought I was being funny. Yeah, brilliant. Looked like a massive dog stick. <laughs> like, it was so great. bad. And then at one point it started to like sag and fall <laughs> as well. And Noel Fielding kept coming over and doing very rude stuff to it. And um, I thought it was hilarious. Everyone else thought it was hilarious. You didn't win that one then, no? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a what fun... What were you by? Um, a very, very heartfelt, beautiful cake um, about talking more and talking to people. So I went down the route of having lots of fun and being a bit of a knob story in my life and then made a knob. No, it was more like as well, a tongue-in-cheek kind of you know, the trolls as well, yeah, wasn't absolutely. it? Of the absolutely. absolutely. But it was, it was a great-looking cake. It's just... Oh the my great, god! The, I've just googled it. Looked, the Great British Bake Off is full of penis. penis. Yeah, it, it, is. Dogs. it looks like a completely different it's just lipstick. Just a total dog's penis. Show me again. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, that looks like Baxter's Willie. Oh my god! It looks like. I mean, oh. equally, it could be a lipstick. Candice is on phallic form with lipstick cake. <laughs> Great headline. Oh, that's the Metro. Oh, it was oh, funny. It was so you didn't mean funny. To, but, it, but the thing is, the Bake Off is the one show where it's innuendo central, isn't it? Oh like my any God, excuse for it. an innuendo, they make it. So you that's doing a lipstick. Genius. They used to call me Babs in the tent because <laughs> obviously I'm from London, so the accent is there. But the innuendo thing is just so me. I'm, I was definitely born in the wrong era. Carry on, Pink Panther, all that sort of thing. I just love and that sort of humour. And they used to call me Babs Babs in the tent and I actually got to meet uh, Dame Barbara Windsor just after Bake Off and I probably been the closest I've put been to pooing my pants meeting someone <laughs> ever and I was talking to her and I said um, oh they Babs they, they used to call me Babs in the tent she went they used to call you Babs I went yeah and she went but here where are your bosoms and I went do you know what Babs I've been I asking her. myself the same thing for 32 years I love but her. yeah and it's but weird yeah, where's yeah, your bosoms where are your bosoms and I think do you know what when I again it comes back to just being so lucky and I got to meet one of my absolute hero, heroes and now when I'm, I'm an ambassador for Alzheimer's research and she just bless her is suffering with uh, struggling as with Alzheimer's as my granddad did and you just think gosh and yeah and just those life changing decisions have led to crazy stuff like that and I'm just so lucky like I get very overwhelmed sometimes mm. do you? Mm. yeah massively yeah because it's all quite fresh and recent as well yeah but I just I know I'm so lucky and it is I'm, I'm, I never ever stop so I always say thank you because I just like coming on being asked coming to this I'm grateful food festivals that I asked to do I'm like thank you for having me thank you I know how lucky I am oh. so yeah yeah it's good to be grateful and thankful mm. it is always, always. I, I th I'm, whenever Stay I'm in nice. the shower every morning I, I'm, so this is when I do, do my gratitude I practice gratitude in the shower I'll be naked I'll just be washing myself sure. head to toe in shampoo <laughs> and I'll be like thank you thank you for 
Thank you for my fingers. Thank you for my toes. Thank you for still being able to see. I start thinking about everything that I'm happy for. Thanks for the dog still being here. Thanks for the handsome. Thanks for having for my parents still being. I just go through it every day. Not every day I'm thanking for the fingers and toes, but like little things or just being able to walk the dogs, have the use of my legs. And um, I'm going to work today. Thanks for my job. It's like thanks good to my way friends. Of thinking just, about stuff. I like that. Good. Mm. Makes you feel good. Yeah. Why are you washing your bum? Like, thank you. Why I'm washing my bum out? Oh, oh, thanks. With shampoo. <laughs> with shampoo. You don't need bum with body wash, <laughs> do you? <laughs> Such a bloke. You got, do you know what? I haven't got time to practice gratitude anywhere else. And while I'm washing my fanny, yeah. that's where I'll do it. <laughs> All right? <laughs> with shampoo. Right, ladies, can I top you up? Oh, sure. Just give me the bottle. lovely, actually. You're my favourite white wine. Do you love a Chablis? Drinks are served and question number two is coming through. Um, We've chatted on this podcast in the past a lot about the highs of motherhood and the lows of motherhood. But one thing we've never dedicated a conversation to is the happiness that comes with not having children. (laughs) Those that choose to to live a child-free life. Um, And obviously, Kate, that's kind of the side of fence you're sitting on Mm -hmm. at the moment. Bodge really wants you to have a baby. Mm -hmm. You are becoming less and less inclined. Candice, I (laughs) haven't even asked where you stand on, on this. Yeah, do you know it's it's a funny one because I we would love children. We've just we've just had our first wedding anniversary. We've been together, gosh, I think nearly seven years. I don't know. I've forgotten. It's been that long, <laughs> um, and we would love children. And I think oh, it's the first thing, and it's probably one of the things that pisses me off the most. When are you gonna? I'm so I'm 34. I'm 35. You've got uh, loads of time. Of yeah. yeah, you're lucky. But people just think it's all right to ask you. Mm. And to tell you, like a taxi driver the other day, like I said, sorry, to me and I've just it. asked you no, as well. No, 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 <laughs> that's completely different. It's like, have you got children? When are you having them? You should be having them, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay. But actually, sometimes things don't work the mm. way you want it to work. And people don't understand that. People have got no idea what someone might be battling inside, someone might be struggling with or have been the last however many years. And I think you just need to be mindful. And I'm I'm a massive person for not. I don't talk about my feelings. It's one of the things I've never really... And I don't really open up massively about things. Like I've touched on mental health and stuff like that. But actually, pregnancy and having kids and things, it's a very, very private thing. And I think... Is that down to social media and is it down to this whole... Because you can put your life on social media, it opens it up for everybody thinking that they can ask you questions or touch your stomach or question or just assume or, oh, you don't want kids. Why don't you want kids? Well, that's got absolutely nothing to do with you, actually. Mm. Like, it's it's a funny one. But for me, I think we would love children, but actually... People have got no idea that sometimes sometimes your body doesn't work the way you want it to. And that's really hard. It is. Yeah. But people don't understand that. Oh, can Aww. I give you a hug? Can I give you a hug? I, this bloody table's massive. <laughs> but people just assume, and I think that's really difficult. They and do. They make these wild assumptions that you, the ring's on the finger, yeah. therefore the bum must be Absolutely. soon to be in the oven. And so, you know, I have lots of friends that have been through multiple routes mm. to parenting, and equally, Kate, lots of friends that have chosen, that's not the route for them. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and that's cool too. Mm. Everybody has to find their own way in life. I think there is a, a shift in society mm. more recently, which is why I felt it was important to open up this conversation on a podcast. Yeah. Um, I think you've given you know, a voice to a lot of women that are scared to say I don't want kids. Well, yeah, I, I, I thought I was the only person that felt like this until I did this podcast. I certainly didn't have any friends that shared my view. Really? No, none of my friends shared See, I've, my view. I've had quite difficult conversations with girlfriends who have felt wrong because they don't want kids and they yeah, go well, what's wrong like with me and I'm like Jesus Christ trust me I mean I love being a mum and I didn't want to be a mum until I wanted to be a mum that you know and it just it just I woke up one day and I felt differently and I don't know where it came from but it did but if 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 you are in any way undecided it's such it's, it doesn't just change your life it changes everything mm-hmm. the way you feel think live yeah. operate it changes everything and if you're not sure don't do it Mm. You know, not in, unless your heart is so in it. 
Because it yeah. takes everything from you. Not that I'm saying don't have a baby, by the way. That was no, no, my no. advice to my girlfriend. Not to It's you. great advice, but it, what, it, it's hard because women are being given more opportunities in life nowadays, which is great. With you, Kate, it's such a personal preference. And it's, it's sometimes, you know, you just want to go... It's got absolutely fuck all to do with you. You know, like if you saw a woman with a bump and you said, oh, you're pregnant. So why do you want a baby? Imagine, imagine, saying, imagine saying that to a woman, how, how personal yeah. and how offended they would be. But that's so when thing. you get asked, like, well why, do, well, why don't you want kids? That's what you were put on this planet to do. It's not really, though. Not every woman. And I've been accused of pushing a feminist agenda by encouraging women not to have kids. Have you heard of these antinatalists I can't in think America? Of, I can't think of anything more irresponsible than encouraging somebody to yeah. be responsible for another life if, if they don't want if to. If they don't want sure. to or if they're yeah. not sure. Fact, yeah. that's, what, you know, that's why you, know, you two love dogs. I, cho- I choose actively choose to not own a dog because I can't give it the love and time yeah. and commitment. It's exactly that, Because I, I have... A son, and and I know lots of other people do, but that's my choice, right? Mm -hmm. Is that I love dogs, but I just can't commit to having one. Mm -hmm. Why should the same rules not apply to human life? Really, really good way of thinking about it. Yeah, but I imagine there are women out there who who have who have wanted kids all their life, and then they've had a kid, and it's not what they expected or not what it they thought it would be. Mm -hmm. I imagine. Yeah, that's probably there every are mother. Many children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did an episode with Scummy okay. Mummies. What do you mean? And, there's no time off. And Ellie said, <laughs> Sorry, and Ellie what? said to me, <laughs> "You're kind of in the best possible situation because you think it's going to be the worst thing ever. So it can." She went, "You're not going into parenthood thinking this is going to be great. It's like going to be in the. It's just like it's, it is in the movies where you're going to have, live happily ever after and you're going to have a child and it's just going to be great." She went, "You're thinking this is going to be awful. I'm not going to have a good kid. I'm not going to be a good parent." I'm going to regret my decision. She was like, so I can guarantee you now, she went, you can only get better from there. She went, and you are doing this podcast. You're never, you're going to be able to make a proper informed decision. You will. What's interesting is like you, you talk about on the podcast, the things that you gain from not having kids. And I think not a lot of people kind of do that. And only the only people that do that are parents that go, you jammy git. (laughs) Reading a whole newspaper. How's that coffee when it's hot? What's it like having a shower on your own? How is it taking a poo without somebody talking to you through the door? Sure. Yeah, I mean, we're quite I'm lucky, just aren't we? Some starters there. We're quite, we're yeah, quite lucky. Good. I don't want to be all like high and mighty, like how we don't have kids, because I imagine it's, <laughs> I imagine it's great having a kid. It's I amazing. Do. It's beautiful. It steals your heart. It changes your world. I wouldn't change mm-hmm. it for anything. However, however, so you're still not decided, Kate? No. I feel like if I didn't have dogs, I might want a kid. I feel like I feel like my doggies have filled perhaps a void. Maybe if the baby was really hairy. Because <laughs> I was really hairy. On this week's born. episode, Bodge um, has, has, has said, I, I won't, you know, this isn't the end of us if we don't have children together. I've found you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Yeah, but but ideally, knows. I would like to spend the rest of my life with you and our child. I know. But he can only say that because that's how he feels now, right? Who says in three or four years' time, if I haven't changed my mind, if, if he'll... Well, you're going to the you know you're going for facility tests as well, aren't you? So we you're are. you're literally you're going you're you're treating this like a really well researched project. You are saying, okay, I'm 39. Let's go to a fertility expert and we'll see what our chances are. Do we have time on our side? Do we have any chance? What you know? Yeah. What, what? And you're doing this. You're you're living this through yeah. the podcast. That's body's really sister, brave, Kate. Well, Bodie's sister said that. She said you should have gone to the fertility clinic and done it first before telling everybody you were going to put it in an episode because. I might get there, and she's like, "You're all dried up. Sorry, it's never going to happen." But then and that's real life, right? Because that, yeah, that that will be so, that be a lot of ex- people's yeah. experiences. Yeah, I said to Bosch, "Well, we've chosen to do the podcast. We've been very open about how we feel. We might get told it might be bad news. It might be good news. It might be bad news. We don't know. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it." And I'm really, I think maybe the reason I really want to do this fertility test is because I I want to know how I'll feel if she tells me it's bad news you've got hardly any eggs left or you've got none whatsoever. Maybe I'll be relieved if she says you haven't got any because then the decision's taken out of my hands anyway. Mm-hmm. But And then I start, you know, when you start thinking into it because you're a woman and you think about everything, everything. What if we do the fertility test? She says it's never going to happen. And then Bodge calls off the wedding because he's like, I know that I'm never going to have your kids. But we, but I'm not going to... I've got over that now. I feel like whatever happens, happens. Honestly, like yesterday, I was having a, I'm never going to do it. Um... And last night in bed, we were talking about it. We, whenever we talk about the decision, we always get a little bit aggy with each other. Yeah. And we were in bed. And it was really late. And I was really tired. And I was just like, oh, God, after doing all this research recently, I just almost feel like I'm even more petrified of doing 
of doing it, of trying for a baby than I was before we even started this podcast. So it's kind of backfired because he was hoping it would convince me to have a baby. Yeah. And he went, why are you so scared of everything in life? He went, you were literally here once, Kate. He was, uh, you always seem to be running away from things. You said you don't want to get married just in case we get divorced. You don't want to have a baby just in case something's wrong with it. He said, you're always, you're always running away from things. He said, just face your fears and do it. He said, you're here once and he was like just just take every experience that's thrown at you in life instead of running away from them and I was a bit like all right and I thought to myself yeah he's right we are only here once we don't know when it's all going to end maybe I should just try for a baby and see what happens I don't know if I'm going to be able to carry a baby to full term I don't know if you know anything is going to be wrong with it until it's born you don't know if a baby's going to be healthy for the, the whole of its life you, you just don't know you have to take that risk mm-hmm. and he's like we're in this together we're getting married we'll get through it together See, that you've made the decision so to spend the rest of your life with somebody that's mm-hmm. that's a big commitment yeah and he said you know what if you think because I said well the thing is Bodge I got all defensive and I was like we've, we've got a great life now nothing is stressful whereas every mum and dad always says to us it's really stressful it's really awful at times you'll be like at three in the morning when the baby's screaming you'll be like why did we do this and they're like, but it's great at the same time. I was like, every parent always says to us, it's so hard. It's so difficult. And then they say, but it's really rewarding. I was like, right now, our dogs bring us nothing but joy. We don't have that, oh, it's so hard. We just have joy. And he went, but life isn't like that. Life is going to throw so many things your way. Like, people are going to die that you love. Everyone, you're going to get ill. Stuff might happen. He was like, if you think that us not having a kid will just mean we have a perfect life, you're wrong. You need to marry to myself, this man, Kate. He sounds really good. <laughs> he does. No, he talks right. a lot of sense, right? Because actually me having a... It's just one part of our life, right? There's going to be lots of obstacles that we have to face. But together. if there is a voice inside you going, I don't want to do it, you have you, you owe yeah. it to yourself to listen Absolutely. to that as well. But the voice changes. Honestly, okay. last, last week I was like... Let's go upstairs now, do it. Let's go. Let's have a baby. I'm Beautiful. done. So romantic. So romantic. And that's how babies are. And made. he couldn't get it up because of the way I spoke to him. <laughs> no, that was a joke. You're honest, but, Kate, no. and it's just I, I just I love the fact that you've put this dialogue out mm. and and that you you're brave enough to do that. And actually one of the worrying things is is one of the, so I thought I was alone, but so many women have been got in touch saying, Married, been married, got cats or got dogs, don't have kids, it's the best thing ever. And so now I'm like, oh, so there are loads of uh, men and women in relationships where who don't have kids yeah. who don't have children or men and men and women and women who, who have yeah. dif- different views on whether they want to be parents or not who are happy and they've made the decision not to and they are happy mm. um, whatever the difference is you're in a relationship where you both have different I know wants and as much as, as lo- it shows how much you love Bodge to say you want to do it for him but it's a mm. big thing to do for someone else Kate I know mm. Do you think I'll change my mind next year? Yeah, what do you think, Candice? I don't know, and I think that's okay. I think you need to stop putting pressure on yourself to change your mind or things like that. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't. I think, I think you're, I think you're amazing in what you're kind of doing, and you're probably giving other people an outlet that maybe don't, have never had an outlet or an understanding of it that people have never had really an understanding or or have these feelings on my own. No, actually, you're not on your own. But I think you need to stop beating yourself up. If it happens, it happens, and I think. Yeah. I think that's an amazing thing to go like, to the facility clinic and, and do that um, as well because that might change the way you think about things but I think at the end of the day it's your body, it's your mind yeah. it's, 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 your, it's your decision yeah. and I think that's what you, you need to remember Are you ready for your final question? Ooh, go on then, go on, then. Now More wine, a, come now, on come Now on. that I've had a glass of wine I'm yeah. ready Candice, top up? Always uh, Kate? No, I'm on air at four, better not Better <laughs> do a show pissed <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. 
Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, your final question. I once threw a roast chicken hot out of the oven at a boyfriend in a fit of hormonal madness when he tried to tell me <laughs> how better to cook it. What a waste of chicken. I know. I, I still ate it. Oh, good. I still I was ate say, it. Good. I, don't think, I disagree. I don't think that is a waste of a chicken. I think throw it at him. I ate it on my own because he <laughs> just quite rightly good. left the building. Yes. Good. I just wondered, have your hormones ever got the better of you and prohibited you from showing your very best self. I thought the question was going to be what's the most random item you've thrown at an ex-boyfriend? Well, the order could do that. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me what's your favourite sandwich filling. I was about to say hot chicken. I don't um, think we're going to beat hot chicken. With a side of, uh, with with a side side of, of pissed off boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you threw a roast chicken oh, at Well, him. I mean, I, I have to take medication for my hormones now. So, I mean, I would lose control of myself. So I had proper hormonal red mists. I think all my friends can relate to being hormonal. We all, you, we all band about that time, really hormonal. And I, but has it ever made you behave time? in a way that is unacceptable? Well, you hear all the time. I've never really... Oh, God, this is so naive of me. And But I look back at... I think maybe it was previous relationships, but I look back at how tapped I was in previous relationships and how aggressive we were. But the thing I think, was that the relationship or was that my hormones? Back then when I was on the pill... Sh- Shortly after meeting Bodge, or a couple of years after, in fact, sorry, about four years after being in a relationship with Bodge, because we did two years long distance, so we didn't see each other that much. But I remember coming off the pill because my friend just gave me, that she shipped me up, she said, there's loads of um, downsides to being on the pill if you're on it for a long time. You should come off it and practice safe sex another way. So we started doing that. And even though my periods are worse, I, I think to myself, I'm a lot calmer. But without then, the pill. Without the pill, but... See, I'm the opposite. But then I think, I, is it the relationship? I don't know. Maybe it's the relationship I'm in. He's encouraged me to be more calm and but less aggy. Do you, have, do you ever have those days where you think, um, I know what I'm doing is, is irrational or wrong. You've got no control over the way you behave because your hormones dictate. Mm-hmm. Or am I just being lazy Once and excusing my bad behaviour? Do, do you get premenstrual tension? Yeah, stress? I think mine is, mine's emotional, mine's... Um, tears and I've I, it's not often I get angry it's not often I get angry I don't find I don't think I'm a very angry person I don't think um, I am sort of an aggressive person it takes a lot for me to sort of teeter over the edge but actually I have no line between anger and tears and it was the same as a teacher uh, growing up the way sort of if I react to anything now I can talk and talk and talk and I can feel that anger and I think don't cry don't cry because you're angry don't cry keep this because you are trying to get that side of things across don't cry and then it just so there's no line and then the tears come and then they've gone from trying to either prove a point or getting something across or being annoyed and angry to being in my head pathetic because now you're just crying and you know you look like an absolute penis and 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 yeah and sometimes it's sometimes it's okay and then other times I am just like fucking hell I'm actually nuts like stop crying about Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born <laughs> you're like me <laughs> I'm so like you stop crying I cry at anything. about the shallows in the morning 
shallows going round and round <laughs> in my head, right? Sort your life out. It's really... Stop singing the shallows. <laughs> I can find myself bubbling. Like, you watched this several months ago. And in my head, shall I watch it again? No, don't watch that fucking film again. Because that will be you for another week. Listen, <laughs> listen do you think that's out. bad? Like, sometimes if I can feel... Like, last week I just had... Uh, I think it was Thursday night. I was doing some laundry. My boyfriend came down into the utility room. And I sat on the stairs. And I was trying to say to him, I'm fine. Because he's got a lot on at the moment. And I'm trying not to kind of, like, add to his load. And then I was couldn't turn around because suddenly my eyes just sprang water, <gasps> yeah. right? And I thought, these aren't even tears. I've just got like, a, like cartoon squirty eyes. Leaking. So leaky eyes, mm. right? So he's like, you all right? You okay? And I'm just like, so I was like, it's really hard to explain to you because you're like, <laughs> I just don't do this very often. I'm normally quite a together person. And like, my eyes just won't stop squeaking. And, um, uh, uh, uh. and then he's like, well, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even make sense of it. But right now, you're being really kind and deep down, I probably hate you. Isn't <laughs> just, it so just, fucked up? But what's loving you for like being that? so lovely? What the fucking hell is wrong it's with It's really me? weird. Imagine, yeah. if I, imagine if the guys did that once a month. Like, because I see Martin. I keep calling him Martin. I hate that name. It's Bodge. That's, just, I see, that's his actual I name, I know, but babe. I hate calling him that. <laughs> Everyone what? Everyone's going to go, Who the fuck's Martin? You got another dog? I, no, no, it's Bodge. All oh, right, Bodge. Handsome. <laughs> He's got a million names. Bodge, when when I when I'm you know having a real moment, bitch moment, or sad moment in the month, I he doesn't know how to deal with it because he's just he's just. I mean, he he's learned to deal with it because we've been together six years. But I, like there'll be times. The other day we were glamping, and I could tell I was due one because I put on some lipstick, and he went, "Oh, that lipstick's quite intense," and I wanted to punch his face. I was like, "Sorry, what?" And then. I didn't say anything. So that lipstick's quite intense. That's all he said. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, he hates me. He thinks I'm ugly. He thinks my lipstick's awful. And my eyes filled up with water and I walked off. And I was like, oh, he didn't say my lipstick looks nice. And I was like, I'm definitely due on my period. Because I didn't have any other makeup on, but the first thing I did was put lipstick on, which I never do. And it did, to be fair, it did look very intense. And I was like, it just, <laughs> so he's, it was just a he's fair speaking comment. the truth. <laughs> he's speaking the truth. You're just nuts. It's your due on. Tell you what. So you, and you get like the dodo. I can't watch the dodo when I'm due on because I'm a bloody mess. Oh, you God, know the no, dodo, 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 dodo with all the dodo. The oh my goodness, like the, the dodo. animal that like look like a, a dog oh, that like adopted it. a tortoise. Have you not, do you not follow like, the dodo? Yeah. No, maybe it's maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe it's dodo is great. It's great if you want it to feel is. good about yourself. The dodo shares really positive animal stories from around the world, and they always end yeah. in positive. This is great. Animals are the best. The sort and of thing is human a, beings are lovely. As a head of year, I'd show in assembly if we were like yeah. talk, doing uh, the theme was friendship. Yeah, I'd go on and I'd find a video about a dog and a cat that are best friends yeah. on the dodo. But Wow, like a llama, a llama and a, a llama and a dog are best okay, friends, so and they show their friendship. But you'll never have a negative. Kingdom does positive means, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And yeah. it's humans being lovely to animals, which you know far too often we see animal abuse on the internet. And so this mm. is flip, flips it on a head. You only ever see positive animal stories and humans being kind to animals. Yeah. But if I watch it when I'm due on, I cry like mad, like emotional porn. And Bodge will come upstairs. <laughs> Emotional yeah. poor. <laughs> upstairs. Don't know about that. <laughs> when I'm bad, though, an advert can come on and I'm, I'm uh, done. Yeah. Like, Even something positive will make you cry. Like yeah. last night we watched an episode of The Handmaid's Tale. I was crying my eyes out. A I child, mean, that's, a I mean, child that's was reading a storybook about dinosaurs and its mum was sat next to her and she'd been in Gilead and she'd it's gone through the worst thing ever. Level, so like I was just watching program. it crying my eyes out. Bodge was just like, are you okay? I was like, no. I'll do you, tell you, you know what? what? This is quite interesting, though, because the, there is this assumption that women are... Um, are more hormonal than men, but men are moved, uh, and that we think that they're kind of more logic in they're, they're more logical in how they approach things. But the truth is, men are as hormonally driven as women. Um, they have a number of hormonal cycles. They have one every twenty four hours, which um, kind of mimics PMS. Every twenty four hours, mm-hmm. I heard about um, this a little really? while ago. Yeah. I'm just guessing that most of the time it happens they're asleep. Um, there are daily cycles with <laughs> when just they and their test where their testosterone is higher in the morning and lower at night. I mean, I joke to Bod, if he's an arsehole to me, I'll say, you do one, hun. Yeah. As a joke. But I didn't know they went through the same yeah, sort of No, we have that. But also, I'll tell you what my favourite thing their is. Their testosterone goes up and down four or five times an hour. Oh, so we, maybe we should cut them some slack. We should. I didn't know that. Like, it's bad enough once a month, let That's alone like five times an hour. You learn something new every day. Yeah. I did not know that. Do they bleed though? No, they don't bleed. Do they babe. have to push a watermelon out their vagina? Nope. No, so they don't still, bleed unless you throw a chicken. We at their head. still win. Um, but you know, in all of this, my favourite thing. Yeah, should we just throw a hot chicken at their face? Um, <laughs> that's when they bleed. I think my favourite thing I'd is. I'd like to add here that the tin was attached because you know when they fine. stick yeah. to the bottom of the tin, so yeah. there was a bit of, bit of it tin. It would have cushioned well. it. Oh my it goodness. Been fine. Um, 
I think my favourite thing though is when you are emotional, and Liam has done it to me a few times. Is it's it's just it's just because you're due one, isn't it? Yeah. Go on. Do you want to mention that again? Go on. Yeah. Do you want to no. say that again? Do you want to? Do you want to be able to walk out of here having yeah. said that again? Like, and actually, they're completely right. It, no, absolutely. <laughs> are you are you are very sad at the moment? You are, is it is it because you're due one? Yeah, I apologise. thing to is, once a month, I'm like yeah. really sorry, but. I always, you know and I'm still I'm surprised every reason. month. I go, oh, yeah, oh, oh why is it a realization yeah. for us every single month? Well, I was at the Mary Claire Awards the other night, and one of the winners was Emma um, Barrett. Barrett, Barrett, yeah, who's written the book about yes, periods. periods, and I think probably one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. It was the best quote of the night, probably in my life. She mm-hmm. was working amongst men. She's written the book about periods, and she was saying like. Stop hiding your tampon, not up your sleeves. Like, all right, I'm, and we still we still do that, don't we? It's still a real taboo. It's just weird. It's a weird taboo subject. Even though and when you're unloading your your trolley in the supermarket and you put your your tampons on the, the you thing, put you think on top, don't look yeah. up, don't look and it's up. Like they beat the it, pe- put it in the bag. Yeah. Okay, now look yeah. up. Why? Why? Do get, why? I don't, why? I don't. What's wrong with it? But it's it's that weird thing. But she said so. One of the the guys that she was working with, and he, she said, oh, "I've written a book," and he said, "Oh, what?" what's the book about and she said oh periods and he said oh what period about what period have you written about and she <laughs> went brilliant no she went the oh one my in my pants <laughs> yeah and she said he he went white and she just went any anything else and she went why he literally won he looked like he was going to pass out Good. throw up everything Good. what period did you write about oh yeah no the one in my pants <laughs> brilliant and i just thought it's still such a weird taboo subject but period it happens to half the people in mm. the world yeah and like um, yeah i mean i really want to read this book and good on yeah, her because you know what amazing even bolder a decision to publish a book about periods when you have only recently secured a job on news um, on yes, news night yeah, yeah. and i love the fact that yeah. she's there and she's doing that and she's yeah. still really help young girls because oh, I think when I think now now I'm not I mean I'll go into a chemist and I'll put my super plus on the side I don't care I'm like yep I bleed for days I don't care but when I was a teenager I was really embarrassed about I didn't tell I didn't tell I, my mum for months yeah. I used rolled up tissue because oh, I was did so you? embarrassed oh do yeah. you know what that's really oh my goodness because I was just like I was just embarrassed I was yeah. quite late starting I was I was like I was the frigid ugly one at school and I was quite late starting no boobs oh. I looked like a boy I still do it's great don't, don't care don't. you and I have so much in common yeah. I was a late starter I had no boobs and it, but so it was just, I think it was just that all yeah and you just think actually like it's my kind of like I feel like as I've got older it's now like actually no we all have periods we all have boobs of different sizes we've all got marks and stretch marks and spots and funny teeth all right some of us well no actually no nobody's perfect because that's just fucking Instagram filters but actually talk about all those things and periods is one of them and actually mm. those hormones that make us behave crazy isn't actually our fault no. <laughs> I'm going to read this book I am as well I'm yeah. going to read this Amazing. book I love yeah. that I what feel like I'm going to go and write you? one the oh one in my God. pants I'm going to call it a hot chicken the, the, the hot chicken <laughs> the chicken that flew yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh girls thank you for coming in oh, it's been amazing oh, it's good. thank you for your honesty it's my absolute joy and pleasure it's been so um, good to sit and chat with you and and try to figure out whether or not Kate's going to have a baby. Mm. You're still out. If you're still doing the podcast next year and I change my mind... Let me know, babe. Yeah, I'll I'll be coming back for all the advice, please. I'll still be Coming back for all the advice. And Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry about my potty mouth. I do have a tendency to swear when I'm nervous. Don't worry, you're on your own here. I was brought up in a pub, but blame my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Candice is about to take off to the Himalayas with the Copperfield crowd. Um, If you click on the link in her bio on her Instagram page, you can... Show some support by way of donations. It's phenomenal. Yeah, there's hundreds of you, seemingly. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just over a hundred of us. Yeah. Four team leaders. Just over a hundred of us. Poor my poor team. I didn't even know where the Himalayas were. True story. So, <laughs> uh, good luck to them. But yeah, it's all about just check yourself. Men, women, young, old. Just check yourself. Check each other. Obviously, ask. And we're going to do a follow up podcast because we be had very good. Chris Helenga in with Nadia Sawala and. Giovanna Fletcher. Mm. So they promised to come back. Can I tag you in on that one Please. as well? Please. And I'll bring boo- I'll bring a cake in the shape of boobies. Listen, bring another <laughs> croconut or whatever it was called. Croconut. Croconut. I love croconut. Croconut. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like I've got the glasses of wine. It's okay. <laughs> Good luck with your walk. Hey, yeah. 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 Well, everyone else's as Thank well. Thank you, ladies. As always, um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we love hearing from you. Um, you can contact us on Instagram and Twitter. We are um, whitewineqt. Uh, you can drop us an email if you want to. We're really old-fashioned like that. Uh, we check them at least once every three weeks. <laughs> What's your PO box address? Exactly. Yeah, right, send me a pigeon, um, <laughs> pigeon. 
As always, White Wine Question Time is produced by me, Kate Thornton, with Caitlin Marser for Yahoo UK. And our music has been provided by the legend, the genius, the top five album scoring, Andy Bell, uh, who also has a solo album out uh, with Glock. It's called Dissident. And uh, the Ride album that has just come out is still floating around in the top ten. Check it out, as always do, as we try to do, and drink responsibly. I'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.